this is Aaron of Gaze Gaze, as you might have guessed. I just wanted to let you know that we recorded this episode with our friend Hoops, and Hoops was taking care of five little foster kittens at the time, and they were knocking stuff off of Hoops' shelves all throughout recording, and so you can sometimes hear that in the background. Just wanted to let you know, uh, the audio quality otherwise I think is pretty good, but if you hear any weird noises in the background, that's what it is. So thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoy. Bye! We don't look Hello, you're listening to Gaze Gaze, in which we're gay and we gaze into media that's by, for, or about ladies who love ladies. And sometimes we talk about other stuff. I'm Erin, and I would offer you this meal, but it's the worst meal I've ever made. And I'm Erin, and that was totally my ego kicking in. And hi, I'm Hoops, and just blink twice if you're not safe. (laughs) (laughs) We are not safe. We're talking about the ultimatum queer love edition queer love edition it's time for the toxic lesbian representation that we all needed (laughs) i know well okay did this make y'all want to finally watch the real l word because oh my god i I still really want to go back and watch it no it made me want to fight against gay marriage no (laughs) no <laughs> Delegalize gay marriage. Uh, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, we did get a text from Hoops while they were watching this, being like, "I'm homophobic now." <laughs> <laughs> there were like so many moments where I was like, "Holy shit!" But you're right. The to- it's like toxic representation. <laughs> I have so many thoughts, and I like want to preface them by saying, "I'm gonna try not to be mean." Yeah. yeah. But this show makes me feel very mean. It makes me think a lot of mean thoughts. But I'm going to try to write it all in. I know. Yeah, that's always good to remember for reality TV talking about. Because uh, I, I feel like I've been guilty of that in the past, just going really hard on people. Yes. But and, and God forbid any of the people from the TV show listen to this. Like, And they they might is the scary they thing. Might. No, don't do that. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, if, you know, they're real people. And also we are seeing a version of them. That is filtered through editing, and that's always yes. important to remember oh, when it yeah. comes to reality TV. And this show had some wild editing, just in general. Yeah. yeah. Just wild. There are a few things that I really want to open with. So that was one of them, is that, you know, what we're seeing on the TV can be so different from reality, and what we're talking about is just based on off of literally what we've seen presented to us by Netflix, which is obviously a very, you know, biased selection of just what they want us to see. Right. Yeah, they couldn't even give us their pronouns. They didn't even give the contestants pronouns, which is wild when there's so much pronoun diversity in this fucking series, too. Uh, the other thing is that the show is like so trendy right now. Like, I feel it at like most queer women and sapphic people that I know are watching it or have just finished watching it and there's just so much social media gossip and speculation about what's happening also all of the cast members are very active on tiktok posting about their experience on the show and taking it you know giving more information about what was going on behind the scenes as well so there's a lot of stuff that like we could talk about that could completely change in just like a week yeah yeah i feel like this episode no matter what we do it's not going to age well either (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but that's fine. Yeah. 
because it's like such a short period of time regardless the show it's like so Aaron's gonna explain the concept but like it's six weeks and you have to decide if you want to like be with someone forever or not talk to them ever again is like the um kind of the brief yeah yeah <laughs> yeah which like for that I was like that just seems stupid <laughs> they can't just d- continue dating I don't know it's the ultimatum it's the ultimatum. <laughs> Do you guys remember the like original ultimatum from like the early 2000s? No. No. I didn't think that was real. Yeah, like watching this like awoke a memory of like me watching this on like G4 or something. Whoa. Like a like kind of a trashy channel. <laughs> I, I mean, I loved G4, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is probably a different name, right? Like same name, it was called the ultimatum. But I think they must have changed the concept for Netflix or whatever. So I don't even know if these things are related. But it used to be that there was a TV show in like early 2000s. And it was people who were already together. But it was like, and this is so stupid. It was literally like, if you don't take your dog to like, to obedience class, I'm going to break up with you. And that was the ultimatum. And like every episode, it was just like, oh, yeah, I'll do that for Wait, you. Sorry this about is- that. <laughs> Like, uncovering memories for me. Yeah. Also, I, yes. You you guys, I don't think that another show called The Ultimatum exists, because I'm Googling, like, really heavy right now, and I think it must have had a different name, because the only thing I'm seeing is just stuff about The Ultimatum, Marry and Move On, which was the first season from last year. No, I swear, this is, like, must be lost media or something. It was definitely called The Ultimatum. Hmm. Um, so anyways, this ultimatum. This ultimatum. <laughs> let's talk about this ultimatum. So we have been waiting for this for a year. Yeah. The three of us have been. Because the first season of the ultimatum came out last year. And that was hosted by Nick Lachey and his wife, Vanessa? No, I don't think it's Vanessa Lachey. Is it? I think it might be Vanessa. It is Vanessa. Oh my god. Okay. Yes. Because that's the previous to watching this. The only thing I knew about people's ultimatum is opinions is apparently people like really hate her like the audience yes yeah she was like non-existent on this show this was a different person she wasn't oh she wasn't on the show yeah (laughs) this was joanna oh this is yes i'm sorry oopsie doopsie well joanna the host is not like existent basically joanna garcia swisher yeah she isn't she she also i would say is definitely not as famous as nick and vanessa lachey are um, yeah, she was like a TV star back in the like early 2000s. She was on Are You Afraid of the Dark? She was also on Reba. So if you were ever a Reba viewer, she was on Reba. She's been on like a ton of television series. She is straight, which was a kind of an odd choice. And they bring it up in the show. They're like, we're so glad you're here support as an mm-hmm. ally supporting the LGBT community. <laughs> sure literally in the first episode i forget who it is but somebody asked like oh are you like queer bisexual and she's like no i'm not (laughs) no i'm not um but she does know what a power bottom is anyway you know and that's a real ally i guess (laughs) okay so this show came out in 2022 nick and vanessa lachey as like a you know five straight couples are on the verge of breaking up they break them all up make them get with new people bring them back together see if they still want to get married as soon as it, it wrapped and they were getting ready to release it. I think it was before they even had put it on Netflix. They announced that there was already a queer female centric season in the works. They had already started filming it. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh my God, when is this going to come out? They were like, no dates, but it will be soon. We expected it would come out like fall of last year. 
Yeah, because it was filmed in 2021. Yep, yep. So then they had over a year before the reunion episode, too. So it w- I guess it was good to see how much had actually changed, but also disappointing because all the press was coming out like literally two years before the show even was released. So we had been waiting for this and it has come out and it is some of the messiest sapphic reality TV that's been made. <laughs> There is not that much sapphic reality TV to begin with. So it's facing a little bit of that challenge that we talk about where it's like it's hard to be the first. But also, oh my god, what a mess this season is. I mean, obviously, we're going to get into like the bad of it, which is spoilers could end up being Mildred uh, and like a little bit Vanessa as well. But like, again, we'll get into that. But honestly, like I, I, I... Let them do what they want. As long as you're not being actually abusive, which we do get a little bit in this season but like all of the drama all of the bullshit i'm like totally here for it and actually i thought they handled themselves incredibly well for you know i mean with a giant asterisk on the end of that (laughs) yeah yeah i I do agree also before we go any further too i just want to give content warnings so we have to talk about abusive relationships in this episode it's it's unavoidable there are emotionally yeah. abusive and emotionally manipulative relationships depicted as well as a physically abusive relationship that's not yeah. shown on the show but it is heavily discussed and it's yeah. also a large part of the after show drama as well yeah so i feel like also mentioning like family bad family drama yes and familial abuse like Because I have stuff to say about that, for sure. Yeah. Repressed childhood abuse as well is Mm -hmm. something that also comes up, especially with Aussie. The basic premise of the show is that you take five couples that are on the verge of breaking up, but one person wants to get married and the other person isn't quite ready to commit. So the person who is ready to get married today issues an ultimatum that either they get married or they break up. And they take these five couples, they like forcibly break them up for four weeks. The first week they spend speed dating the other couples to determine Mm -hmm. who it is that they like the best. Then they pick their top choice partner. And if they match up, then they spend the next three weeks in a tr- what's called a trial marriage. And during that trial marriage, they're supposed to live as if they're fully married and talk through all of the big life events that, that they would be going through as a married couple. Basically, get through all the serious shit. After those three weeks are up, the couples break back up again and go back to their original partner, where they spend three weeks in another trial marriage with their original partner to see what it would be like to be married to them. And that also means reviewing and unpacking all of the drama that they have just gone through with their fake partner. Then after those three weeks end, they have to face the ultimatum. They can choose to propose to their original partner, propose to their new partner, or leave completely alone, not in a relationship at all. Those are the only three <laughs> options. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You're either engaged or you're single. Yep. And yeah, then they did a one year later reunion. I will say, in my mind, a more accurate like description of how the couples go into this is that they're together, but like one person wants to take the next step and like get married and the other person isn't ready. And that's like a sticking point for them. Yes. Well, a lot of them have broken up on and off. Well, yeah, and, and thank God. 
Let's yeah, be real. Well, no, I mean, before they even go on the show, like, I, I think oh. Tiff and Mildred is a good example. Tiff has said that Mildred broke up with them at least once a week for the entire duration of their relationship. Yes. Oh, my God. That was wild. Yeah. Aussie and Sam had also broken up repeatedly, and so had Mal and Yoli. Oh, my God. I'm not sure. Yes. I think Lexi and Ray had as well. I think that actually Vanessa and Xander were the only ones that had not repeatedly broken up before going on the show. They had their own issues. <laughs> so I do think that the we stay together, we break up. It's kind of like this is like the fi- supposed to be the final straw in their relationship yeah. to determine if they're going to stay together. That's fair. Oh my god, with Mildred and Tiff, literally, there's a part in the show where they're with one of Tiff's friends, and Tiff's friend is like, you guys are going to get married after this? Like, haven't you guys, like, how many times have you guys broken up? And Tiff admits, like, oh yeah, we've broken up, like, at least once a week, like, for the past two years that we've been together. So we've probably broken up. And then they were like, oh, well, maybe, maybe actually, like, uh, every two weeks. So we've probably broken up, like, 50 times, at least. I was yep. like, what? yeah, and and two Tiff even says in that moment, I never initiated the breakup. Mildred was always the one who broke up with me. Ugh. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and can I just say, Tiff's friend, MVP of the show, loved, loved her. Yes, <laughs> yeah. All the friends were making so much more sense than, <laughs> than anyone else. Yeah, like Aussie's friends as well. Love to see them. I thought it was so funny that Vanessa's friend was her dad. Yes. <laughs> uh- <laughs> Oh, I loved that. Oh my god, I love Xander's friend too, who is like, I'm really happy that you're not with Vanessa right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Deadass. Well, let's talk through these couples. So yeah. let's start with the couples as they came in. I actually think that Vanessa and Xander is a good place to start, mm-hmm. just because they're kind of the first couple that's really highlighted in the show. Mm-hmm. So Vanessa and Xander are both roughly in their 30s. They first met when they were in high school. I think they said that their boyfriends were best friends. And so they kind of became friends by association. And then after high school, they went their separate ways. Um, They both ended up breaking up with their boyfriends. And then Vanessa met Xander when she was working at a food truck. A taco truck. A taco truck. Thank you. Then they reconnected and got together after that. And they had been together for four years. And they were also social media professionals and like couple Instagrammers before they were on the show. I did not know that. I did not know that. I cuz Xander's a physical therapist. Yes, they did say that. And also I do think that like Xander tells this story on the show but like Xander had like recently just come out to themselves and like only had told like one other person I'm a lesbian. And <laughs> when when um Vanessa saw them at the truck she was like, "Are you a lesbian?" and <laughs> and clocked her. And then uh and then Xander was like yeah, and then they started dating. <laughs> yeah, Xander was basically like, well, I guess I might as well tell her. <laughs> yeah. Are you a lesbian? Yeah. 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 It basically, like, first impressions of their relationship. So it's like, Xander is the one who issues the ultimatum, and Vanessa is basically like, I'm not sure I ever want to get married. Like, you lose all your freedom, blah, blah, blah. Kind of like, like, pretty stereotypical anti-marriage views that Vanessa had yeah oh my god and she makes the worst first impression on everybody there because she's kind of like flippant about exploring options whatever yeah but really when they're together I'm like it's like Xander's not even there yeah Yeah. and they say they're like best friends but I'm like damn the balance in this relationship is so off it's it's really hard to watch them because like uh, before everybody meets up, they have, you know, the they film like some one-on-one time with just the couples. 
and like for their final night together and uh, xander's like near tears like telling vanessa like you know what we don't have to do this show like i can rescind my ultimatum and we can just stay together and continue as we are and for that scene it really seemed like Vanessa was doing a lot of projecting because she was like, no, no, you need to explore your options. Like, you need to see what's out there. Like, you need to do this stuff. And Xander's like, I don't want to do that. I just want to stay with you. And she's like, no, 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 this is going to be great for you. And I'm like, it kind of seems like it's going to be great for you. (laughs) Well, yeah. And then that comes out later, too, when it's revealed in a date that Vanessa has with Lexi, where Vanessa's like, I don't think that Xander will have any options here. There's no one that Xander could possibly love more than me. Yeah. It's the exact quote, like, aren't I the most beautiful woman? Oh, uh, oh, wait, no, sorry. I'm looking at the wrong quote. I, w- I was looking at when <laughs> she, when Vanessa was talking to Ray later on and was like, did you remind her how hot and irresistible I am? Oh, my God. But yes. it's very much in that same vein where she's like, well, I'm beautiful. So Xander would never be able to find somebody better than and me. And she really says similar, similar ideas, not even just about Xander, but like people finding her irresistible and like loving her unconditionally yeah which is kind of a wild thing to say multiple times on tv (laughs) but yeah i just oh my god with her i was like are you intentionally going into this being like i want the attention from the media and i don't care like all press is good press and i am going to be the villain for this season because i was like you are just giving so much that they are just going to destroy you i think she really thought that she was gonna be the star and that everyone would love her like genuinely but yeah it's hard because on that date and this is what completely turns lexi against vanessa for the entirety of the series which like i get it but we'll we'll get into that later because um lexi's like aren't you like you know afraid that um xander's gonna find somebody else and blah 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 and and vanessa's like no actually xander once told me that they think that they might be asexual except for me and so i'm the only person that xander could ever be with and I'm not worried about it. I'm just exploring my options. And Lexi is like, well, that's really unfair for Xander because you're not taking this seriously and mm-hmm. you don't even want to get married. So, you, so you're just leaving Xander without any options, basically. And Vanessa doesn't even understand why Lexi gets angry, which I also no. thought was kind of funny. <laughs> no comprehension. And yeah. two, the other thing is that you see that clip like – just one scene immediately after Xander has told somebody that they're hypersexual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, it seems like Vanessa was not a particularly good listener <laughs> or partner. <laughs> no, she totally steamrolls everybody that she's with. She has this like wild energy, like energy beyond yeah. what most of us could ever comprehend having. And she definitely like, she acknowledges it in a later episode mm-hmm. but like yeah so this is be- the beginning of us watching the beginning of everyone meeting her and you're like holy shit this girl like she just talks louder if like she's uncomfortable or people are saying stuff to her and i feel like this is someone that like everybody knows a person that's kind of like this and you're kind of like chill chill she's also <laughs> I mean, chill. She, she's also caught gaslighting multiple times throughout this season i would say like yeah you catch her in lies and the only reason that you can catch her is because you've seen the context of what other people are saying and what what she's saying to other people particularly with ray and she loves to stir the pot and Mm -hmm. she loves to cause drama you can see that she is a little bit vindictive like 
for example, after Lexi, like Lexi and um, Vanessa, it seemed like they were going to partner up until Vanessa showed how she felt about this whole experience. And then that completely turned Lexi against her. And then the other person Lexi had been connecting with was um, Mal. And after that, Vanessa kind of starts showing more interest in Mal and then also starts really going in and showing a lot of interest in Ray, who is Lexi's partner. And there were like other times too, where after Yoli and Xander get together, uh, Vanessa would reveal information to Mal about their relationship and kind of like blow shit up for Yoli in that moment. <laughs> I, as a, a consumer of the show, I was like, yes, Vanessa, yeah. <laughs> tell me that shit. I know it's it's horrible as a person to do, but as for a reality TV show, mm-hmm. I mean, she is playing the game. Yeah. I mean, I'll, honestly, like, I think, I don't know. I think her like saying stuff, like, obviously she's a shitster. I completely agree with you oh, yeah. on that one. But like, I would hope somebody would tell me if they knew, like, First of all, the wildest thing about the show to me was that people had their phones, full access to their phones. Oh, yeah. And that also they seem to be working from where they are, which was interesting. But, like, you would think that it kind of ruins the experiment if they're able to still, like, talk to their people. Yeah, they're not supposed to. That's, like, very distinctly against the rules. And I guess they were all just violating that. Yeah. The other thing that I learned after the fact is that they put, like, all of them in... There were, I think they said there were three towers of the same building. So they were all in the same building and they yeah. weren't supposed to know where one another was. But Lexi and Mal actually found out after the fact where um, Vanessa and Ray were. And they were just like a, like next door neighbors, basically. Yeah. So <laughs> Lexi was saying that they would go over in the morning and like barricade their door to like lock them in their apartment and like pull pranks <laughs> on them and shit. Um, even though they weren't supposed to be interacting. So immature. <laughs> okay, that's yeah, kind of funny. <laughs> it is. It's so funny. For reference, Lexi was 24 during filming. She was the youngest cast And the youngest member. person. Yeah, which yeah. explains just so much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, actually, then let's transition to talking about Lexi and Ray. The only, like, kind of femme-femme couple mm-hmm. on the series, which I thought was a little interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Jude and I were talking, we were like, why are there no fat butches on this show? And it's because all of the like sexy fat butches are happily married. Or they would say no. They would say no to getting on this. Or they would say, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Lexi and Ray. Lexi's 24. Um, I think Ray's in her late 20s. Yeah, she's like 27. When they filmed, she was 27. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. The two of them are huge sports fans. Lexi is like re- only 24, but ready to commit and taking their relationship very seriously. And Ray mm-hmm. just seems like, I don't know, just a little disconnected. She, I think she just has a lot of doubts. And she basically like throughout the show, you see she has like extreme anxiety. Yeah. And she has really bad self-esteem. Yeah. yeah. So like her saying like, it's never like, oh, I, you know, I don't think Lexi could be like my wife. It's like, I why I'm not good enough. And like, I'm going to fuck this up. Yeah. Yeah. She also struggles with indecision and just kind of and being connected with her own feelings. She talks about how like it takes her a while to like figure out what she wants even in the moment. And so it's hard for her to figure it out. Which I think is completely valid. And also, yeah, totally. please go to therapy and get on. Yeah, she needs to go to therapy. Well, they, yeah. we can broad strokes all of them. Um, and then the <laughs> other thing about the relationship between Ray and Lexi is that Lexi makes all of, well, at least while they were together, like before the show started, 
Lexi would make all of her appointments for Ray. Yes. And like basically like kind of take care of her. And I was like, oh my goodness, girl. That does not surprise <laughs> me in the least. No, but. Out of all the people on the show, I liked Ray. Like genuinely. I thought she was. Oh my God, me too. Chill. Um, I feel like she got in a lot of situations just because she couldn't really speak up for herself. And I hope, yeah. I hope yeah. she's getting better. I know, yeah. I I really liked Ray too. I and like, you know, a lot of her struggles that she was like going through, like I was going through that when I was her age as well. Like yes. you know, and uh she was so incredibly genuine. I was like, How did they let you on a reality TV show? You are like way too sweet and like honest for this. Yeah. Well, I think also Lexi is kind of similar to Vanessa in that she is like a little bit of the steamroller in their relationship. Mm, absolutely. Like, yeah. I would say that's a pretty similar, like, all the relationships have a similar vibe where it's, like, one steamroller and one person who's, like, letting it go. Yeah. For one reason Actually, or another. Right. Yeah. And it's, for the most part, it's the ultimatum issuers as well. Which makes sense because it's, like, if you want to stay on me, we have to go on this reality show. Yeah. Yeah. Other than Vanessa and Xander, obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which they needed this so they could break up. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, I don't remember what I was going to say about Lexi now. Um, She's just very, like, just, like, steamrolling Ray's feelings. Every time Ray was like, well, I feel like this, Lexi would be, like, just start talking about herself immediately, which, like, is fine. But I think clearly the problem with their relationship from, like, an outside perspective was that they were not meeting in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. What I was going to say is that if Vanessa got the villain at it, Lexi got the hero at it because she was able to see through Vanessa's shit, which I feel Mm -hmm. like has made a lot of the fandom really gravitate towards Lexi. But that doesn't mean that a lot of the stuff that Lexi's doing is really healthy either. You know? No. It's interesting because I do think they, like, added it so it was like, Lexi's right. Everybody hates Vanessa and Lexi's telling it like it is. But at the same time, I was like, everything you're showing, essentially, like, Lexi is, like, constantly picking fights in her, in her, like, uh, second relationship. She's just constantly talking about Vanessa. Constantly. Oh, my God. Vanessa lives in her head rent-free, as as they say. It's, I, I've seen a mix of both. And I, I think this was also kind of my experience with the show of, like, initially you get Vanessa and you see her like basically be like completely unafraid of any of the consequences that could happen that she is not afraid of losing Xander she is feels very secure that that's never going to happen and kind of denying Xander's own agency in this and Lexi is very much angry at her for that and it's like this makes sense and then Lexi never lets it go ever yeah. and and it's like the reunion show oh my goodness I and this is why I, I she's just like she's very immature. I mean, even her like she was taking the potted plants out of the hallway with Mal and putting them in front of uh, Vanessa and Ray's door, and it's just like like the immaturity of it all. Like yeah, so Lexi and Mal end up as trial wives, and like you can like really feel that they don't really connect, but it's also like they're just constantly thinking about fucking Vanessa the whole time. Yeah, I know. Well, there's a point in, I think it's maybe like two weeks in. Because mm-hmm. I actually, I do think that Mal and Lexi had a pretty good connection. And apparently they're still really good friends. But but yeah, the point two weeks in, it's, I can't, they called it Fingergate on the fucking oh. reunion. I was like, shut the fuck up. But anyway, uh, Ray and Vanessa, they end up 
um, like going to either going to third base or just having sex, depending on how you say or mm-hmm. how you think about it. And it's totally consensual. You know, they're both adults. They wanted it. Um, but the next morning, Ray wakes up and you can tell she's just like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that. And she immediately calls Lexi and Lexi does not take it well and is very upset by this. And I kind of think that at that moment, I think any kind of potential physical like chemistry that was going to happen maybe between Lexi and Mal like was shut down at that point And okay. it's like, OK, this is cannot actually happen. That was my vibe that I got from it. Do you guys remember like. I think it is Lexi and Ray that both agreed that they wouldn't get physical. Yes. Yes. Okay. So we've, and then we do find out later because I was like, why? Because Lexi is very upset by this. And I'm like, I get it. But also like when they're like parting ways, we never see them talk about it. So I was like, is this something that they talk about? And then later on in the series, we do find out that Ray specifically went to Lexi like before choosing her trial marriage partner and was like, I'm not going to sleep with Vanessa. I'm not going to be physical with her. You don't have to worry about it. And so part of why Lexi is so upset is because she feels betrayed by this. Like, because she's like, I didn't ask you to say that, but you did. And then you went, like, went back on it. Yes. Okay. Because let's remember, Lexi hates Vanessa at this point. Fucking (laughs) hates her. Which, like, ultimately, so they talk about it later. Two times. No, a couple times. They have, like, everybody gets to come and have dinner or, like, half of them. It's like one half of partners is in a group together having drinks or something, and then the other half is together. And so, like, at one point, they're at a restaurant. It's, like, Lexi, Vanessa, Aussie, and Yoli are together, and, like... And I think Mildred as well. Um, no, actually, I think she was she was roasting. She was with the other group. Yes, because oh, she so was, was, like... Tiff. Yes. Yeah, it must have been Tiff. But, um... Oh, they were just, like, attacking attacking Vanessa, like, so yeah. much, which made me uncomfortable. And especially, be- so it came out that Vanessa was, like, we actually don't have, like, a romantic or physical attraction to each other, but we're kind of friends. And, like, what we did, like, it was just fun. We did it for fun. Yeah. Which Lexi flips the fuck out about. Yeah. Which, it's, like, such a weird situation because I think it like two people should be allowed to have sex just if they want to they both consent yeah and then like lexi just keeps going on and on about how like vanessa's like also not being fair to ray in this situation because like oh you don't have any attraction to her like why are you doing this blah 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 and that was the point where it was kind of a turning point for me don't get me wrong vanessa was like not responding well but i was like lexi let it go yeah with that like because it, it doesn't really make sense. It just, it seemed like Lexi was like, how could you do this to Ray? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have, you don't have romantic feelings for her. Like, how could you sleep with her? It's like, well, people sleep together for yeah, fun. And, and like, and it's fine. It's not a big deal. credit and it, that she can make a choice for herself. Exactly. And I think it was just that she, she didn't like Vanessa and she was really jealous. But, you know, I think it, it was hard for her to see that in the moment, mm-hmm. you know. And there was a little bit of righteousness that was going on with her that I think she kind of wanted to stick with. She was like, it's not because I'm jealous. It's because you're doing something <sighs> yeah. wrong. But the thing, the fact that she like kind of continued that attitude into the reunion yeah. when I feel like Vanessa actually like came in pretty chill yeah. into the reunion and Lexi was still like, get out of my life. I've already forgotten about you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the fact that they were very at least like presenting as happily together at the reunion and then they immediately break up afterwards. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like, was it because of Vanessa again? 
I mean, because even after the original couples get back together, they they go and all have drinks together. And Lexi is literally like, I don't even want you talking to Vanessa. I don't want you saying hi mm-hmm, to her. Mm-hmm. And that also just seemed like, I, I didn't like that either. <laughs> one night. Yeah. Okay. You can not like somebody and still be nice to them. This really yeah. showed me their relationship was when they came back from that party and Ray was like, why can't you just let us have a good thing? Like, we come back here and you're just, like, talking about whatever, how I made eye contact with Vanessa at this party. Yeah, how I said hi to her and hugged her. Yes. Everybody hugged her. It's... <laughs> like, what the heck? Yeah. And I was like, wow, I'm really seeing, like, it's just becoming obvious, like, what's not working in their relationship. Where, like, when they came in originally, you're like, oh, these people, like, might work out. Yeah. Like, they just need to communicate better or whatever. They might work out. Mm, no. And so when I saw the little, they broke up after the reunion, I was like, yeah. There was a TikTok that's been going viral the last couple days about that tag at the end of the reunion. Mm-hmm. That's like, um, it says something, it just says something like Lexi and Ray broke up shortly after the reunion. Yeah. However, for people that are visually impaired listening with the audio commentary on, uh-huh. it reads totally different. And mm-hmm. it says something like, Lexi and Ray broke up due to suspected infidelity after the reunion. Yeah. Which clearly Whoa. they included in the audio commentary and forgot to update. Yeah. Because it's clear that they like made a last minute decision to change that last panel before they posted the reunion. Yeah. Just a complete oversight, but yeah, people who are blind or visually impaired got a completely different ending than we did. And you, like, said, like, they haven't commented on that yet. Not to my knowledge. So Lexi has a new girlfriend that she's been posting about all the time. She also has drastically changed her style, which is fair. I feel, I think that she has even said, like, when she was on the show, she felt pressured to dress a certain way, Mm -hmm. which kind of makes sense. Like, they all do dress really similarly and not, not the way, honestly, that, like, you would expect 10 random queer people showing up in a space to dress. No, I think they must have asked them to, like, bring nice clothes or something. Like, no one's wearing t-shirts. Yep. Well, yep. also, they're always they always have these like metal tumblers, no matter where oh, they are. That was so weird. They would <laughs> that be was at really bars. weird. Do you know? So, do you know why they do that? Why? Because you can't tell if they're drinking or not. Nope. Um, it's so that they can edit the clips out of context and out of chronological order, and you can't <gasps> tell because you can't see what the fill level of their drink cup is. So that's why they ha- <sighs> they always have them drink out of stainless steel cups, and they do this on Love Is Blind too yeah oh so like you can see them in a restaurant amongst tons of patrons that are drinking out of actual wine glasses and they will still have the stainless steel cups yeah it was so jarring (laughs) yeah it was really weird and you can definitely that makes so much sense because you can tell with the editing there's this scene where xander and vanessa are talking to each other and uh, Vanessa has a steel glass of wine or whatever, but then she also has a mug. And between the shots, like she's holding the mug, then she's not holding the mug, then she's holding the wine glass. It's like, oh my goodness. Oh, some of them, <laughs> when they're like at the parties, it'll be like, I'm holding one glass, I'm holding two glasses, I'm holding this little <laughs> shot glass. And you're like, wow. They're like blackout drunk in some scenes. Yes. yes. You can tell that Xander, especially in, in a few scenes, is yes. off their ass drunk. Yes. But also <laughs> that brings into question all the shit with Ray and Vanessa and hashtag Fingergate as well. Oh, I really for sure thought they were like drunk together. Yeah. Which makes it's like, okay, we're having fun. 
But they both say, like, they consented. Yes. Like, because also they had gone home by that point, so maybe they had sobered up a little bit or whatever. Like, I, mm-hmm. they both said it was consensual, so I'm, I'm just going to yeah. take that at face value. Yeah. I mean, they definitely, like, were drinking more every time they came back to their hotels. They had, yeah. like, full bars, and you could see them, yeah. like, pouring shots all the time. I was like, damn, they're drinking a lot, and the show is, like, showing that they're drinking a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's Mal and Lexi's room, right? When they do the first trial couple, where they come back and it's just full of bottles of whiskey. And they drink a, because uh, they like go back and open like a Patron or something. Yeah. It was because like uh, Lexi was like, let's save this like whiskey for when we're married. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so the producers must have like come in and just filled their uh, entire apartment yeah. with whiskey. They had a ton of like gift basket stuff in the beginning yeah just to finish off the lexi and raving about them breaking up apparently since that like tiktok was like shown to have the um visually impaired description say something else um it has since been changed so they took that out and as far as like june 8th for cosmopolitan like at least ray and lexi they haven't mentioned any infidelity it's just kind of that like after the reunion, Lexi had started a new job and Ray and her were just kind of rehashing the same stuff. So they decided yeah. to call it quits. That makes sense. I think Lexi like was maybe from around like Southern California and... Yeah, Ray was from the East Coast. Yes. Because it was like, oh, we moved to Philly. <clears throat> we moved to Philly for a job that Ray got. But then during the reunion, they were like, oh, we just moved back to California. And, yeah. and her parents were on the show. So I'm thinking they're close enough to just... Yeah. I also I read that I think that Tiff is from San Diego, which is where the show was filmed. So the first season was filmed in Austin, and it's my understanding that most of the cu- the straight couples on the first season were from Austin. I think that they try to they try to recruit locally so they don't mm-hmm. have to pay for our, all of the flights and shit. Mm. And that makes sense because they're like they're not going to be like flying in their friends, really. Yeah. Yeah. If I was on the ultimatum. Would you guys fly in to be on the ultimate? Yes. Okay, yeah. Cool. Yes. Yeah. Just, Netflix just doesn't have to pay for it even. <laughs> okay. We'll just come. Yeah. We'll be. We will come and we'll wear our off-brand gays gay shirts. <laughs> <gasps> yes. And then they'll edit it. They'll like blur it. <laughs> yeah, they'll blur it. Oh my god, they would. <laughs> um. Yes. Let's talk about Mal and Yoli. First of all, Mal is so hot. <laughs> yes, I agree. I also think Yoli is attra- really attractive. Yoli's also hot. They're a very cute couple. And Mal, um, on the reunion, she was wearing like this like blue kind mm-hmm. of like ruffly button down with a little like fake red carnation on the pocket. And it was I like was a like, sheer, like a sheer uh, Yeah, down. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> are you from my shoujo animes? <laughs> right? Like literally. <laughs> yeah, so Yoli is... Um, 34 years old and mal is 36 years old and they've been together for like three years when they're on the show and they both want to get married and yoli especially wants to get married because she wants kids but mal kind of wants to wait until like they have a house together or that she has like enough money to like pay for the wedding and stuff like that and then i guess another concern in their relationship that yoli has is that she has to pick up after mal a lot And that she's worried about if Mal is, like, reliable enough to have children with. But that's kind of something that she starts bringing up towards the end of the show. 
And Mal's first concern, too, is that Yoli falls in love with people very quickly, oh, and she'll fall in yeah, love with mm-hmm. anybody immediately upon meeting them. And that she has a, she historically has a type of, like, tall, white, butch women. Um, oh my god. So, <laughs> the fucking, so when Yoli and Mal come on the show, and Mal's like, yeah, I'm kind of worried that Yoli could just fall for anybody, and I don't really see what like makes me special to her i'm like how could you say that about your partner like that's so horrible and then yoli immediately falls in love with xander <laughs> and mal was like like i knew oh xander was your type <laughs> like, yeah i know oh my god and it was like also yoli and xander they got into it like they talked about like joining bank accounts they talked about what they wanted in kids how they would raise the kids what kind of house they would want together they like very deeply talked about being in a relationship together and they also absolutely let loose and fucked (laughs) all over that apartment Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) which was very very scandalous because here Mal is in her trial marriage with Lexi and Lexi is like losing her mind over Vanessa and Ray fingering each other or well actually Vanessa just fingered Ray sorry to be so crass about that but um I was like oh my god like you don't even know that they're fucking in the kitchen (laughs) oh my god and like they have these group conversations and like Xander's like trying to keep a straight face so hard (laughs) when they're like who here is being physical Xander is suspiciously quiet in the corner. Yeah. And, oh my goodness. All of that is really difficult, too, because Yo Lee, I think, I mean, I can only, I don't know what she was thinking specifically, but I can imagine that part of it was guilt. She does not tell Mal how -hmm. deep she got in with Xander, and Mal ends up finding out from people like Vanessa. Mm -hmm. And, like, from your perspective watching it, like we said before, it's, like, you can actually see Yoli, like, lying about things. Yeah. Which is not cool, Yoli. I wanted to like Yoli, but she kind of flopped. Well, and Yoli, after the fact, has come into some hot water for continuing to be friends with Mildred and to, quote unquote, like, take her side. Yes. Oh, shit. During the reunion, she was, like, comforting Mildred. And I was like, really? You want people to see you do this? Yeah. The reunion yeah. is like a whole other topic, so I'm saving. Uh, it's speculated as well. I was seeing several TikToks about this that, if not maybe confirmed, I guess I don't know where people are getting their information, but that part of the reason why Mal was like so accommodating of Yoli after Yoli got so close with Xander and Mal didn't just bow out and leave is mm-hmm. because Mal cheated on Yoli very shortly before they went on the show. And so Mal kind of had something to prove to Yoli that she wasn't going to leave or like get with someone else. And they, yeah, they broke up like immediately after the show as well. And you had told me that before I watched more of like Mal and um, Yoli's like when they're back living together. Yeah, And I was like, oh, I can see that perfectly because so often Mal is like, like, I acknowledge that you love Xander and like, but I love you and all this stuff like um like i've loved you at your worst and you've like we've seen each other at our worst and so many things where it's like i accept you have feelings for xander i mean that at least like makes a little bit of sense because i was like how is mal so incredibly understanding about yoli's like feelings for another person because 
Like, literally, Mal goes to propose and, like, gets down on one knee and Yoli's like, I'm in love with Xander also, just so you know. And Mal's like, okay, yep. we'll work through it. I was like, holy shit. Um, and honestly, Mal never really gets that mad about Yoli and Xander's feelings for each other. No, I think they're extremely understanding. Yeah, which which I think you can kind of maybe only get from, like, a queer TV show. <laughs> Um, yes. But also the the infidelity also kind of is a big puzzle piece that was missing on that. <laughs> yeah. And it's like makes sense because they probably have had conversations before. Like you can easily see it being like, this doesn't change my feelings for you, even though I did this. That being said, yeah. don't cheat on your partners. It's yeah, it's never cute. No. But they yeah, they were also a relationship where I was like, Yoli has way too much power. And... Like, her saying she wants to break up with Mal because, like, finding Mal unreliable. I was like, yeah, that's, like, fine. That just means you guys don't work as partners. I don't know. So much of the show, I'm like, just break up and go to therapy and break up. Yeah. With Mal and Yoli, what was hard I for me to watch uh, was just that, like, after being with Xander and falling in love with Xander... Yoli was trying to make it about like Mal and like it was like well I don't feel the romance for you right now and what if you go back to your old ways after this is over like I see you're trying but like I don't know about Mm -hmm. it and it was just like you need to be honest with yourself and like let yourself be like I don't want this person and not try to make it about them yes absolutely or like it's hard within the context of the show because they can't say like well let's you know see where it goes like I still want to be with you but not get married until you prove it to me um which is actually kind of like what happens right so they do uh oh i I had a thought that i wanted to say this before anything else the amount of times that the people in the show say that you've shown up for me you're not showing up for me uh (laughs) and also the the whole phrase they keep saying like i want to be your hell yeah i'm not your hell yeah i was like i've never heard people say that in my life ever Trixie and Katya kind of talked about this in their ultimatum video as well, because they did a react Mm -hmm. video. And um, what was it? Oh, Katya's like, oh, my God, I hate when people say you're my person. That's right up there with (laughs) I'm on my journey and I'm speaking my truth. (sighs) And literally, if you watch the I think it's the reunion or maybe the finale, Aussie is like, I'm on my journey to speak my truth and find my person. (laughs) Oh my god. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. Yes, Aussie is so much because Aussie was also like, um, I'm choosing me, I'm choosing myself, I'm not running away. Like a lot of kind of just like those phrases that you hear yeah. as like which we'll get into Aussie's deal, but I, yeah. I feel like a lot of like queer sapphic people, and, and myself included, and probably honestly the two of you too, we sometimes talk in therapy speak and we also sometimes speak in riddles. Like, oh, yes, for sure. <laughs> I was going to say that, that there was like a lot of therapy speak, quote yeah. unquote, on this show. I do think that like some of it is just, you know what, it could be used time and place to like better articulate, like, you know, in a more non judgmental way. But yeah, there was a lot of that. I actually, uh, Tiff also, there was a lot of that. Tiff and Mildred watching the two of them, they really are like speaking in riddles to one another. Saying oh my things goodness. That, like only they can understand. Oh, you could tell their whole dynamic was like, this works for us, but it would not work for anyone else. But then also yep. Mildred just like talk. Mildred clearly does not listen to anyone about anything and she just talks. Yeah. 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 And I think too, that dynamic is what led like the, a lot of the abuse in their relationship to perpetuate where it's like, 
Tiff is kind of with this mentality of I'm the only person who could possibly understand Mildred. So I'm the yeah. only person who mm-hmm. could ever handle her, you know? Yeah. It is, it's really hard to watch them because you can tell that like, I mean, and some people, you know, are like this where they, they really thrive on conflict and they like to start shit. And mm-hmm. that's definitely Mildred. And it's really hard to see Tiff when they go into their trial of marriage with Sam and they're kind of repeating the same kind of dynamic that they have with Mildred oh and starting shit with Sam. But Sam is very, very patient and very willing to mm-hmm. kind of meet people where they're at. And it's kind of miraculous, like within the couple of weeks that they're together, like you can really see kind of a, a shift in how Tiff is interacting with other people. Can we talk about, wait, do you guys want to talk about Mildred and Tiff? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk. I guess let's get into it. <laughs> yeah, I don't don't I don't mean to interrupt you, but I just like got excited. No, no, I no, like, please. I, I, I my I had finished my thought. I'm just getting excited about the, the ultimatum. Gays. The gays. <laughs> the gays. Our people. Unfortunately. I know, unfortunately, for Mildred and Tiff. Yeah. Cause we already started talking about them. Let's talk about Mildred and Tiff. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't believe in the in the episode where they're either supposed to break up or propose, you can see the ring in Tiff's back pocket and yes. they like go to like the beach where they had their first date at and I'm just like, Tiff, don't do it, like screaming at my TV, like no, yes. Tiff, no. Yes. That's <laughs> yeah. my thought too, because it was like, Oh, I know it's coming, but like I feel like we should lead for people who haven't seen the series yet, too, that Mildred in the reunion publicly reveals that she was arrested for domestic abuse. Yep. Yes. For like throwing like heavy objects. Yep. At at, Tiff. At Tiff. And also uh, Tiff made a YouTube video about it later for hitting them in front of Mildred's son as well. Wow. I didn't know that. Which Tiff was like, you can't like even if we're gonna fight you can't be doing this in front of your kid and Mildred was like how dare you tell me what I can and can't do in front of my child you know yeah just a mess um I would recommend watching Tiff's YouTube video about it yeah I'm definitely interested but yeah I just feel like that should be noted up front for sure yeah there's a very established pattern that you can see from episode one of emotional abuse in their relationship yes yes and then it's very clear that like during the show, at least, like, Tiff does not recognize that. Yeah. And, you know, when they're doing the, like, two-person interviews before they go in, they're really like, oh, like, we're two fiery Latinas and, like, we love each other by yelling at each other and, like, stuff that you hear people say, but you're not, like, witnessing every day between them. But it was so clear in their relationship that they thought that this was just, like, fine and normal. And it's really not until they go to their trial relationships that you see that, like, Tiff especially is responding to having someone who is not going to explode on them. And Mildred's trials, like, we'll get into more of it, but, like, the other person leaves. So they're, like, not tolerating Mildred's attitude. Uh, And then when they go back to their marriage to each other, you're seeing Mildred not having made any changes. And you're seeing Tiff, like, kind of wake up to certain things. Yeah. About how they've been treated especially um when tiff's friend is there talking to them because you can tell that like tiff's friend really has their back and like probably i think like doesn't really like mildred right yeah no definitely not i don't quite remember that conversation they had but it was definitely like oh my god every time mildred was like i'm learning to communicate i was like are you 
Or are you just talking over people still? Yeah. Instead of listening, you're just going like, yeah, I'm, I'm learning to communicate in my relationship too. It wasn't very convincing. No. Uh, yeah, Mildred, uh, well, obviously, like, has revealed herself to be an abusive person. And yeah, I'm really glad that Tiff is not with them anymore. God, it's, yeah, because from the beginning, it was, you know, they're always talking about how they're breaking up and stuff. And Mildred's like, you know, I really want the stability of marriage because I have a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've already, I've already been married. And divorced, And I want to get yes. married again. Yeah, and divorced. And Tiff is like, you know what, I have some reservations because we keep fighting and because there's this pattern of us breaking up and getting back together. And that's just like, it's never a good sign. If you break up with somebody, I mean, honestly, like, you know, depending on who you are, like, maybe you can give it another shot. If you break up twice, that's that should be it forever. Like, hard, hard. (laughs) Absolutely not. Yeah, like, at least a three strike (laughs) rule, right? Yeah. (laughs) And then it's also, like, from the very beginning, Mildred is very clear, like, she will so easily let Tiff go. Like, she's very clear, like, I'm not going to fight for you if you, like, don't want to marry me. I'm not going to fight for you. Which is, it has to be, like, hard to hear before you even go into this experiment. Yeah. Especially since it's, like, Tiff's issue is communication. Mm -hmm. And, like, how are you going to go into a marriage if you have terrible communication? Mm, You can't. I mean, you shouldn't, at least. But anyway, Tiff for their trial marriage picks Sam and then Mildred picks Sam's partner, Ozzy. And so they have like a like a wife swap, <laughs> I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- one of the funniest episodes, I think, is the episode where the couples like meet up and have drinks uh, because for the one group, they have uh, Mildred and Sam together. And uh, Mildred is like talking to Sam and is like, oh, my God, uh, Ozzy's terrible. I can't talk to Ozzy at all. And also, you must be having a terrible time with Tiff because Tiff also can't communicate at all. And Sam's like, no, actually, like I've been able to communicate with Tiff if I like give them time and give them space. And we've been we've been able to work it out. It was hard, but like I wanted to like be able to like give them time and the space that they need to be able to work it out. And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Sam is, like, quiet and kind of the saint of the show. Oh, also MVP. Because also in the same moment where they were having that conversation, Sam was like, like, oh, no, like, like, Aussie will communicate with you, but Aussie has to be ready to. You can't just, like, come at them. Yeah. Which is like, oh, that means that shows to me that you know your partner very well. Yeah. Yeah. And two, Aussie and Sam were only together for a year and a half before Sam issued the ultimatum, which is also wild. Oh, I didn't know that. It is wild. Yeah. Yeah. But also, I can see that because Aussie is so closed off about, like, so um, Aussie is not out to family Mm -hmm. or, like, they're really, I think, a lot of their friends. Yeah, they're not out to friends. Um, And just just a heads up, y'all. Aussie oh, does not use they them pronouns. Yes. It's just Aussie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just Aussie. When Aussie's brother comes to visit, he uh, uses female pronouns for Aussie. And that felt wrong anyways. Yeah. I was like, does he just like not know? Ugh, I don't know. It was, uh, but good for Aussie for figuring stuff out like later. Oh, at least more. Yeah. yeah. It's my understanding that Aussie was kind of figuring stuff out on the show too. Yes, I think you could see, yeah. you could really see, like, things that Aussie has never considered before. And then also, I think, just, like, being around a bunch of queer people. Are, yeah. it's a, And in this experiment, it's also going to show you, like, really what you don't want. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, Ozzy, Ozzy had just only like not that long ago figured out Ozzy's sexuality. And Ozzy says on the show that Ozzy is still figuring out Ozzy's gender. So, you know. Yes. And I think it's hard to go into like getting married when there's still some stuff you got to figure out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Also, like, not out to your family, a bunch of, like, truly, like, obvious family trauma that is only very briefly touched on. Like, not the details, but, like, you can tell that Aussie has a lot of baggage, which is fine, but don't rush into a marriage. Oh, that's what I was saying. I think it's, like, fine to issue an ultimatum within a year on Sam's part. Like, I kind of understand because you kind of say, like, do you want to move forward or don't you? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and two, I feel like both Aussie and Sam have expressed that that idea of I have found my person, you know, like th- yes. this kind of like innate understanding of like, I've, I've dated around and I know that this is the person that's right for me. Yeah. Both of them express that. And today, they're the only two that are still together. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Are they married yet or just engaged? So They're not married yet, but they are still together. Oh, I can see them having a long engagement, and I support that for them. Yeah, 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 yeah. too. Yeah, because Ozzy's 41? 42, 42 when filming. And I think Sam was 32 or 34. Yeah, so. Also, I really did appreciate this show had, like, older people. Yeah, Yeah, too. well, I think that it would be really hard to find younger queer couples to highlight that <laughs> want to get married, to be quite honest. Uh, yeah. You know, what? I would love to see a version of the show about younger couples moving in together, though. We yes. could call it just U-Hauling. Do you think that U-Haul will sponsor it? I do. Oh, my actually. God. I Yeah. We can come up with something. Okay. Like, God, I really had something I wanted to say about Aussie and it's just gone now. I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> when... Uh, me and my partner watched this show together, and uh, obviously this could not be a show because it wouldn't. There wouldn't be as much drama, and that's what a reality TV show wants to cultivate. It just wants drama. It just wants something to film, and they don't care what happens in the end. But um, <laughs> my partner Stevie was saying that, like, what if instead of like having a trial marriage with somebody, like it's we just give you therapy for like like a month and then you can see how you feel afterwards um like obviously one month of therapy is not enough but like it would at least be a start or like have them i feel like it could go in the show where they like do like some sort of couples therapy and that way you yeah. would like yeah that would be valuable because so a relationship like xander and yoli which was like so physical and immediately they were like we love each other mm-hmm. to have that like kind of third perspective from a therapist yeah you would just, like, get more information because it's, like, I don't know. It could well, be genuine, but it also could just be, like, you're infatuated with each other. You see, that yeah. would be a way to make the show healthy. We don't want it <laughs> oh, to be true. healthy. We want it to be as toxic and unhealthy as humanly possible. We want, the, we want them to suffer. It has never <laughs> been more obvious that these 10 people need therapy so bad. I know. I remembered what I was going to say, and it okay. is this idea of that Aussie specifically runs into of, like, how can I get married if I don't even know myself yet? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. in finding Aussie's gender identity, sexual orientation, I feel like this comes up with Ray 
as well. Yes. It comes up with Yoli. It comes up with Xander. With Xander. Even. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it comes up repeatedly. And it's a lot of the time, it's the people who were issued the ultimatum who are feeling like they don't really know who they are as a person. Yeah. And that. Yeah. Which makes perfect sense. In the words of RuPaul. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I always forget what the quote. <laughs> how the hell are you gonna love somebody how else hell- if you can't love yourself? If you can't love yourself, how the hell are you gonna love somebody else? How the hell? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Which I mean, not completely true, but also there is some truth to that. I do <laughs> yeah. see that with um with Ray, yeah, uh, especially that they just keep coming back to self hatred and. You know, you really got to be able to let somebody love you. You know what I forgot to mention earlier, too? What's up? Oh, yeah? Ray has said after filming that for the trial marriages, Vanessa was not her first pick, which makes so much sense. Her first pick was Mal. This is also something I would like to discuss in general. Yeah. But go ahead. Uh, well, and two, well, I feel like that is speaking to me, the fact that Ray wanted to be with Mal, just because I'm thinking about the Tiff, Mildred, Aussie, Sam partnering. Yes. Because it really felt like Aussie and Mildred ended up together out of necessity because there was nobody else left for them. Yes, I agree. Oh, I thought that was the case with Tiff and Sam because they filmed them last, like choosing their trial marriage partner. and. Yeah. Literally during that scene, Tiff is like, I doesn't even choose Sam. He's like, I still want to be with Mildred. I love you, Mildred. Oh, like, yeah, I yes. like yeah. I was oh my God, that was hard to watch. The other thing also I want to mention before I forget, and we can get into the pairings, because eight people to choose from is not enough, especially when your options are limited because people are gonna choose other people. And see, this is Go ahead. Oh, sorry. The The only one other thing which I remembered, which is so funny, is that Mildred and Tiff did go to couples therapy and the therapist <gasps> dropped them. I forgot. Oh, yeah. And they told failed them to break therapy. Up. Yeah. Oh, my God. Which if your therapist drops you, you got to break up. I yeah. mean, depending on what the situation is, but I know. Oh, my God. So, like, speaking of the whole thing where it's like, because it kind of felt like either they were just like pushed together, some of them. Like, it's not enough options. And then once again, I was like, how are you going to do a kind of a queer reality show where you're still kind of dividing them between half and half versus everyone's favorite? Are you the one? Season eight. Yes. Which was the best queer dating show ever created. Make another season. (laughs) MTV. They made another season of Are You the One, and they no, made it straight but again. I need another gay season. No. We need another. We need another sexually fluid season. Yes, that was yeah. what a fucking good show. That's like I could go back and rewatch that today, and I would still love it. I feel like I, I would know grow as a person. Still, yeah, I know. I was thinking about Basit this morning. I got a instagram reel pushed to me of jonathan doing his hair jonathan. and i was thinking about Basit. <laughs> um are we ready to talk about sam and wait did we talk i mean we kind of talked about sam and aussie but i'm just rooting for them oh my god on the show i like again i think that like sam is very patient very cool and that's something that, like, it, I don't know. It's great to see in somebody. And so I really appreciated that. Um, I also thought that it was really interesting because uh, coming back to Ozzy after being with Tiff, uh, Sam was, like, a lot more 
willing and able to kind of uh, assert her own feelings and like tell Ozzy how how she was feeling and stuff like that. And I thought it was Mm -hmm. really interesting because I kind of found myself initially thinking like, oh, you know, before doing the trial marriage, actually, Sam was really good at communicating. And now she's being a little bit more brash with like how she's expressing herself. But that's something that you have happen like if you are somebody who has a hard time asserting themselves that there is a period of adjustment that goes on afterwards where you can kind of be like a little bit brash because you're not used to like telling people how you feel and it can just kind of like come out too fast or um or also if you are with somebody i'm not saying that this is ozzy but if you are with somebody who like if uh sam had been with mildred who is very used to steamrolling you or like uh, you know, just kind of asserting themselves over you, then like there's like the asshole period where people are like, how are you're like so mean now? You're so mean now. Um, and we do see that a little bit with Ozzy, where Ozzy is like, I don't know if I like the new Sam. And I was like, don't say that. Like, I'm because, <laughs> um, yeah, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just thought that was really interesting. And it was cool to see it on television, I guess. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I guess we didn't really touch on this, but. Oh my god, the dog! So when Tiff moved in with Sam, <laughs> uh, first of all, so Tiff moves in with her dog, who's like 10 years old, or old, an old dog, and was like, this is my baby, if you say anything against my dog, like, we're over. And like, basically Sam was like, I- I'm not really sure I want the dog sleeping on the bed. Yeah, okay, so it's not even, oh my god, it wasn't even that, it was, uh, yeah, so Tiff is like, the dog sleeps on the bed because she is my baby and I love her and Sam is like we can try to have the dog on the bed but I'm not sure I like to stretch my legs out and I'm not sure if it's going to work with me and then Tiff is immediately like you hate my dog you don't yep <laughs> you don't care about my dog I was like oh my goodness <laughs> they were like this is my baby yeah but it's like now we understand the dynamic between Mildred and Tiff a little better it's very clear. It's like yeah. Tiff is coming in very defensive. And mm-hmm. Sam is a person that like, I would say like, I don't think Sam was maybe the best communicator. Like, yes, she was patient. She wasn't getting her feelings out. It would just be like to placate. Yeah, that's, I think that is fair. But you really do see, uh, you see Aussie and Sam's like relationship after. And when they're on the show together again, it's like Aussie just keeps kind of like walking out when Sam is telling her telling her truth. I don't know that I don't know how to say that best, but just saying like saying what she yeah. feels more. Yeah. But then like when they come back for the reunion, you're like, oh, actually, they kind of like they realize that they both need to meet each other halfway. Yeah. And I totally get Aussie's whole thing where Aussie needs to like kind of step away from situations that are stressful. And while they don't say it clearly, it's clear that Aussie has this like family trauma where. Uh, Aussie just shuts down when yelled at. And so the relationship with Mildred is like, Mildred won't let Aussie leave the situation. And you can really see, like, when Aussie leaves, that uh, Aussie is like dissociating, essentially, just like saying really, like, okay, okay, like, I'm leaving, goodbye, which was like hard. I don't know. I found it hard to watch. Yeah. But it was like, oh, I can see, like, Sam is like a really good partner for Aussie. I liked their relationship. Yeah. I'm really rooting for them. I feel like that couple specifically probably like learned the most as well as Tiff. Felt I felt felt like Tiff really learned a lot too. Yeah. Uh Ozzy is definitely 
you know, it just shows that reality TV shows don't care about you because if they did, they would have not let Ozzy into the TV show because this was so triggering for Ozzy. Yeah. Yes. Here's here's the thing. Reality TV shows are supposed to do psyche valves before they cast. This is something that like every contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race has to go through. And it's something mm. that some people, by the way, have failed and have not been able to come back for All-Stars about. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. So. What's like high like, stress? They should be doing, yeah, psych eval to see if, you know, they can handle all the stress of the competition mm-hmm. and if they're in a good headspace to do the project to begin with. So yeah. that's something that was on my mind is like, did they actually do that here? Or did they just like forge ahead and say, fuck it? Well, because the other thing is that like, you show Mildred and Tiff and their relationship dynamic to anybody with any experience yeah. supporting folks in toxic relationships and relationships with domestic abuse and they will be able to tell you everything that is like going their therapist failed them like yeah, why mm-hmm. are we highlighting and showing them here you know mm-hmm. they need more support than the media circus right i have heard that sometimes they'll do the psych evals for reality tv shows but it's not for the sake of the contestant it is to see what can we exploit out of them? What situations can we put them in Whoa. that will cause stress and potentially, you know, something that we can film? Yeah. I'm not sure if, I don't know if that they did that for this show specifically, but I've heard that they've done that on other shows. That makes sense to you where it's like, I, yeah, because then the producers ask like certain questions yeah, if, and like they know yeah. more. Yep. I could really see that, especially for shows like 90 Day Fiance or yes. anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At least they were like, pretty good about letting people walk away when they needed to leave like uh so aussie leaves mildred i think just over a week a week left in their trial marriage and that like they don't try to stop aussie really at least like not from our perspective um but then also like later on tiff steps out of the reunion and they are like okay well like we'll talk to you but like if you're ready to leave no one's gonna force you to come back the reunion was so short. <laughs> I felt like every episode like was flying at the same time yeah. that it felt like it was the most boring show ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought I knew people, knew people who liked the show, like the straight version, but then everyone I asked was like, "No, I stopped watching after one episode." Or like, well, "No, I hate so, that show." So everybody also compares the ultimatum to the other Netflix dating show, Love is oh, Blind. Love is Blind. Yeah. Which they I also are compared all the time. You have not seen Love is Blind? No. Is I there a gay one? Oh my God. No, there's no gay one. I would, however, recommend Love is Blind Japan. Love is Blind Japan mm-hmm. is actually okay. kind of interesting. Interesting. Love is Blind. I've seen the first season and then I started watching the second season. The first season was like pretty toxic. And then the second season was just like far above and beyond, which I think is what a lot of people are referencing when they're also talking about the ultimatum because like the toxicity was just absurd. Like you had men on there that were just like totally misogynistic. Yeah, the premise of Love is Blind, for anybody who doesn't know, is that there's like a group of women and a group of men and they're on separate they're completely in separate rooms, separate sides of like the same studio. They can never see one another. Um, but they like speed date all of the other contestants in these rooms that are connected by audio, but where they cannot see one another. And then I think it's after three weeks of like speed dating around, they have to propose to someone 
or, you know, they don't have to, but if they want to propose to somebody, they can. And then if they decide to get married sight unseen or get engaged sight unseen, then they have a dramatic first meeting where they reveal what the other person looks like. And then they have to, from there, spend like three weeks or whatever together to decide if they want to actually get married for real. <laughs> and then they for real actually hold a wedding where they actually for real get married for real. Wild. Um. Yeah, it is wild. I thought that that's kind of the direction that they were going with the ultimatum. Honestly, yeah, I they thought were gonna they were going to have, gonna have wedding. Like a wedding. At the but end. I'm glad they didn't because then we would have seen four of the couples decided to stay together. The only couple that did not stay together was Vanessa and Xander. Thank God. Yeah. But the other mm-hmm. four, if they got married on that day, oh my God. We would have seen it annulments. Would have been so bad. It would be funny to me, the viewer. <laughs> but no, <laughs> none of these people should have been married, should be married. And the people that are still together are just engaged and still yeah. learning about each other, let's say. Yeah. With Xander and Vanessa, I did hear... I, I, I don't remember where this was, but it was in an article where Xander said that they had kind of already decided like one week into the trial marriage that they didn't want to be with Vanessa anymore. That makes sense. Oh, which, by the way, Vanessa and Xander are fucking so much too when they're back together in their trial yeah. marriage. Oh my God. Like one week in uh, Vanessa and Xander, they go on a date and like uh vanessa's like oh yeah i know that you like really had a connection with like yo lee but like i love you i love you i love you and they're on this date and they're in this park and vanessa's like i love you and xander doesn't say anything and she and she's literally like say it back yeah she does say i did not i did not know that people actually fucking did that i thought that was like a meme that like fucking high schoolers said say it back say it back like no Actually, and then Xander does say it back. I'm like, no, Xander. <laughs> Which is ex- exactly the perfect example for why they should be broken up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, also, if you've only dated one person, like, essentially, after coming out, oh, yeah, like, I guess you so. probably need to, like, explore well, no. yourself. Yeah, well, Xander was saying that they did, they had gone on, gone on, like, dates, but then Vanessa was like... What, who have you been on dates with? Like, yes. what the fuck? Like, you haven't told me about every single date that you've been on. Yes. What the f- and it was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Just like when they were like at that dinner and it was like, we're going around the table and everyone's speaking their feelings. And then Xander was like talking and briefly mentioned, oh yeah, this like girl I talked to once. And then Vanessa like interrupts everyone and is like, a girl, a- you went on a date and I didn't know about this. Who? Who was it? Was it Tractor Girl? <laughs> yes. And she was like, oh, I think I know who you're talking about. I was like, oh my god, uh, you're making such an ass of yourself. Yeah, and then that entire, like, doing, during the, like, trial marriage choosing ceremony, Vanessa is literally mouthing fuck off to Xander the entire time. Yeah, that was weird. And people, yeah, it was really weird, and people literally called her out for it and was like, you're making everybody really uncomfortable. Why the fuck are you telling Xander to fuck off? Like, it's weird. We also didn't talk about Vanessa's dad. Who I'm yes, with. I w- okay. That was the next thing I wanted to talk about. Um, <laughs> oh my god! So Vanessa's dad shows up like a couple times uh, to meet up with Vanessa while Vanessa's doing the trial marriage, and then back with Xander. So when Xander and Vanessa go to meet her dad, I'm like, okay, well, there's no like her dad is gonna be on Vanessa's side and be like, yeah, you guys can work it out or whatever, because that's where Vanessa is at in the relationship. But no. Her dad reads her for fucking filth and is like, 
oh, I think that you're only really interested in getting married now because Xander has shown interest in somebody else. And I know that because you are my daughter and I was the same way. When I felt somebody pulling away from me, it made me want to pursue them. But because you've made such a drastic change in the last like couple of weeks, I don't think that it's actually authentic. And I was like, oh. I was like, yeah, I was like, he's saying like, real things and when they're in the trial marriage vanessa and ray he's like kind of like talking both of them out of marriage and unless you're 100 percent sure yeah because he was like he's a freewheeling guy divorced i think a long time ago and he's like yeah i've never been 100 percent sure about anyone else yeah and i was like yeah we all need this guy (laughs) to ground us (laughs) when we're thinking about marrying someone after three weeks oh my goodness Yes, once again, the people that they just brought in to tell, like, the friends loved it. Those were the best moments for me. Mm-hmm. This is horrible. Obviously, Netflix has put these poor queer people through so much strife. I I did like this the show, I have to admit. it. W- I mean, it was hard to watch, especially, like, Tiff and Mildred. That, I don't, like, that was very difficult to watch. But honestly, like, the drama like just between Mal and Lexi and Ray and Vanessa like I, I that I had a good time watching I was like invested in what Xander was gonna do and I'm so happy that they chose to break up with Vanessa yeah I mean we didn't even talk about like so <clears throat> for the engagements oh uh pretty standard the original couples except for Vanessa and Xander they all got engaged from yeah. one person or, like, Ray and Lexi both proposed to each other, which I thought was cute. But, like... Yes, I love that. Uh, Yoli and Mal. Mal proposed. Yoli said yes. Even while... Yeah, we mentioned it earlier, but Yoli was like, I still love Xander. Like, I love Xander. Um, yeah. But then, which I thought was... This is, like, the shadiest thing, was... Yeah. Yoli then goes to meet up with Xander later. Doesn't wear the ring that Mal mm-hmm. gave her. And then mm-hmm. is also, like, I'm not speaking first, essentially, um, letting Xander, like, say their, uh, say their piece. Yeah. But it just felt so shady to not be, like, I want you to know. Because, she, because ultimately, like, I feel like Yoli just wanted to, that, another affirmation, like, another. Yeah. One last one for the road that it's, like, we're attracted to each other or, like someone else being like i'm in love with you i don't know it felt really disingenuous that she did that also like i said before kind of a yoli hater now went in really liking yoli yeah. but kind of the real villain i really think she showed her ass yeah yeah she really just like wasn't she was kept saying she was like being honest but she really wasn't no to kind of either of them so i think like if I don't know. I think, like, Xander was ready. Xander was ready to, I think, marry Yoli. Yeah. But what a terrible idea to marry somebody after three weeks. Yeah. Because, like, you're in the honeymoon period. Like, you, like, that was, that was also really hard to see between Yoli, Xander, and Mal. Is just, like, Mal was like, I know you. I've known you Mm -hmm. for three years. I've seen you when you're, you know, I, I've seen you at your worst. Like, I could mm-hmm. love you at your best or whatever mm-hmm. whatever the stupid saying is. But, like, yeah, I think it was really difficult to see Yoli invested in somebody who it's, like, 
you don't really know this person and this person doesn't really know you. And it's, I can't believe that you're like, obviously if, you know, Mal has cheated on you and and you want to let them go because of that, like that's a whole nother thing. But I didn't know that when I was watching the show. So it was like hard to even recognize how, how much Yoli was struggling with this. Cause I was like, like you must realize you're in the honeymoon, right? You guys are clearly just like super infatuated and attracted to each other. Yeah. But anyway, such just a weird premise for a show in general. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine going on this show and staying together. This seems like, like breakup reality TV show. Like <laughs> it should have just been everyone broke up. Yeah. I mean, even uh, like I'm, I'm really happy for Sam and Ozzy. And I hope that it works out for the two of them. But also, you know, if Ozzy wants to go and figure out Ozzy and then Ozzy and Sam decide to come back to each other after that's done, I also think that would have been totally fair. That's not allowed. Really? <laughs> because they were on the show, they're not ever allowed to break up and get back together again. <laughs> I feel like Ozzy's whole thing was though running away obviously like i think about that scene yeah. where sam literally just asserted herself for like the first time in her yeah. words and mm-hmm. in their relationship and ozzy like freaked out and ran out of the restaurant and on the curb yes like and they brought it up multiple times that ozzy runs away yeah exactly where it's like i don't know if taking more time to figure ozzy out actually would have change things right yeah if the problem is always running away to isolate like ray kind of said this about when you're kind of like always on the fence being almost forced to one side like puts things in perspective more which i i agree Mm -hmm. with um not necessarily in this context but you know about like marriage (laughs) or whatever but uh i feel like aussie like could have had the same experience um if Aussie is taking it that way, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's true because there is, you know, if you're if you have trouble with like facing conflict and and kind of you know isolating, then you know being put in an uncomfortable position, even though it's uncomfortable, it can let you grow. And like somebody pushing you a little bit is going to be helpful in that. So that's totally fair. I think the scene in the restaurant uh, where Aussie decides to go and sit on the sidewalk, that one that made sense to me because it was it was sam with her friend and the two of them were kind of like talking about ozzy and ozzy's feelings and i don't think they were necessarily being very kind and they were being a little bit abrasive in that situation i think the one that was really rough for me to watch was when ozzy and sam are having dinner together in the safety of their own apartment but sam talks about like Uh, her feelings and mentions Mildred and Ozzy totally shuts down Mm -hmm. and has to go and leave the room. And yeah. And that's when Ozzy says, I don't know if I like the new Sam. And I was like, oh, which is like hard. (laughs) They work past it. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, like Sam needed to make those changes, too. So that's also like you should just know your person's growing, your person and like if you can't meet them halfway then i sometimes oh the whole show i was like oh these people are like feeling their sunk cost fallacies when they're getting engaged because from an outside perspective it's like you both need to like separate and grow (laughs) 
Yeah, I I think you really see that with Yo Lee, unfortunately, because Yo Lee really wants to have children, and mm-hmm. she's been with Mal for so long that, uh, like, she's like, yes, let's get engaged, even though it doesn't really seem like it's going to work out. And on the reunion, she's like, she gets really emotional talking about, like, she doesn't know if she's going to find somebody else and if she's going to be able to be a mother because she is, like, getting into her late 30s. But you can you can still be a mother in your late 30s. I think it's just hard. Yeah, it's, it's a little just, bit harder. It's but. harder for, like, IVF. But... Or, you know, adoption. There's many options. Yeah. But it it's, I think she wanted to have, she wanted to be pregnant. And so. Yeah. But also, like, you can do that on your own. You can do if that on that's your own. Your priority, I think it's just not what she wanted. Yeah. yeah. If, if, like, that's your priority in a relationship, like, you can't build a relationship on that, really. Yeah. Being the only thing, of course. Um, and speaking of, like, Yoli and Xander kind of tried to make it work after a little bit. And it seemed like they also, like, fell out. So there's yeah. some weird comments shit stirring at the, at the reunion where it's, like, Vanessa is, like, they were planning a trip to Hawaii together, like while Mal. I don't. I don't actually know if Mal and Yoli were together at this point, but um, they broke up two weeks after after the show was done. We find out, and it's just like I don't know. And then, oh my god, every time that somebody tries to pin something on Yoli and Xander, they're both like, uh, "Did we do that? I don't know. Did we? Did we have that conversation? <laughs> oh yeah, like we were talking about like." this i was like you guys are bad liars (laughs) yeah for me those scenes were like like xander is not gonna kiss and tell but if you ask them they are gonna tell you did we and so did we yeah and so and then and then xander would be like yes we did kiss and then (laughs) and then you'll be like oh yeah we did kiss oh (laughs) very strange relationship so dynamic (laughs) both my wives come visit me in san diego i'll take you on a a tour, an ultimatum tour, because I recognize so many places. Although, actually, let me say, there is one of the last uh, lesbian bars in the United States in San Diego, and they did not go there. At least from, like, oh. what I could tell. Damn. Honestly, maybe the bar didn't want the show. Well, yeah. <laughs> See, the thing is, they go to Barrel and Board, which is, like, the sister. It's not a lesbian bar, though. But mm. it's owned by the same people. Um... Oh, but I was like, why wouldn't you like show Gossip Girl? Anyways, go to Gossip Girl. Go to San Diego. It's fun. Um, okay. Yeah, come visit me. They were clearly here in like the winter because they were they looked freezing all the time. Yeah, by the beach, <laughs> on the sandy ass beach, having their dates. I know. And I'm like, this has got to be like <laughs> with all the seagulls attacking them. <laughs> yeah, and their so mason good. jar full of popcorn, the oh. smallest <laughs> serving of popcorn known to man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what a weird show what a strange show i think that we were talking earlier about like whether or not we liked it or like i guess what the experience was watching it mm-hmm. this is one of those shows where i'm like i really can't say that i like support it or like am happy that they're making it but i will watch it you know oh, yeah. <laughs> they <make another laughs> i will be there yes i will, I will be watching it it is. It doesn't feel good, in my opinion, Mm-mm. to watch. Mm-mm. Feel no. bad show. Feel bad show. <laughs> feel bad show. But at the same time, but our people, let's support the horrible lesbians in our uh, yeah. community. And I will say, I think, like, obviously, horrible, horrible. 
Um, and Mildred, I'm excluding from the statement, of course. But I will say, I think that they they handled all the drama better than straight couples would have, in my opinion. I but agree. Of course, I I'm wish, completely biased. I wish we had <laughs> I totally agree. someone's side if they watched the straight one. Because there's I have so many questions and I'm like, did they do this in the straight one? Was this yeah. so many people in the straight one? Like, it all felt really weird, so. Oh, yeah. Email us at Aaron at Gaze Gaze. Because if, like, they were required to sleep in the same bed as their trial marriage partner, and that was, like, zero issue for all of the people on the show. But I would imagine that if that was, like, a straight couple, it would be like, well, you slept in the same bed as my girl. Like, I'm going to punch you in the Ooh, face. True. I mean, I don't know that that did happen. Yeah, wait a but, minute. Like, I get, yeah. Because I feel like <laughs> if they're as toxic relationship-wise, like, the men would be fighting all the time. And the women, too, actually. Yeah. 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 Whoa, should we watch Straight Ultimatum? <laughs> <laughs> Email us at Aaron at Gaze Gaze. Let's stay on the call. Oops. We'll no, go please. watch the first episode need, right now. I need at least a month break before <laughs> I watch yeah. <laughs> So when we watched Are You the One, I was like, I if I was in a different space in my life, maybe I would have gone on Are You the One. Mm-hmm. However, being happily partnered and watching the ultimatum is a different experience. Oh my god! If you watch it with your partner, then you can ask, "Would would we ever go on the ultimatum?" Oh yes, because and the answer is absolutely never, yes. never in a million years. And like, I I don't know, Jude and I watching it, we both would be like, "Oh my!" Like that is kind of the lesbian experience is being in a happy relationship and watching the ultimatum together and being like, "We would never do mm-hmm. that." Yeah. Um, but also like. I don't know. It's it's interesting seeing a group of people who care so much about the concept of marriage when it's something that wasn't even available to us. Yeah. Yes. Eight years ago. Because, like, I, I grew up always with the idea of, like, that I would never get married. That was never something that I really fantasized about yeah, when I was same. younger because I never even saw it as an yep, option. Same. So now, as an adult in a happy relationship, both Jude and I are like, marriage doesn't really matter. Maybe it's something that, like, we would consider one day, but it's not... At the time, it's not on the priority mm-hmm. list. It's just something yeah. <laughs> that maybe if it happens, it happens. You know. I think it's like yeah. My view on marriage is like, if I was like together with someone for like ten years, I'd be like, well, it's might as well, might as well like might get well. some tax breaks or whatever. <laughs> yeah, might as well like have a fun party. Yeah. Though I will after. Uh, I've had a lot of friends get married recently, and after seeing all the the stress and the politics and the money that goes into it, I'm like, maybe I don't want to get married. <laughs> um, but again, like just like Aaron, this was something that I thought that I would, I didn't fantasize about it because I never was interested in marrying a man, and it was only like not that long ago, eight years, that marrying a woman became an option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you know, some people like Lexi's parents are wedding planners, so. It makes sense that she wants to get married young. It's something that's always been in her life. Mm -hmm. And then for some people, you know, they're uh, potentially like bisexual and have thought about marriage or maybe marriage was something important in their family. So, you know, but yeah, I totally I was like, wow, they found like five people who did want to get married and are queer. That's like kind of amazing. Maybe that's why there's so few people. Anyways, get married if you want to. Don't get married if you don't want to. (laughs) If you want to break up with your partner, go on the ultimatum. If you want to break up in general, just do it. You don't need to be yeah. cornered. Oh, or that's great. Yeah. You don't need to feel like you've spent too much time in a relationship. Sometimes it doesn't work out. That's okay. Go to therapy. Yeah. Everyone listening to this podcast, sometimes therapy helps, you know? Yeah. 
It's really hard to find a therapist, but it can be worth it. Yes. Or just like don't it. go on television. <laughs> yeah. And don't use BetterHelp. Oh, God. Don't. Jesus Christ. Do not use BetterHelp. Don't. Yeah. They'll sell your information. Anti- that, this is, this is, our podcast is sponsored by the concept of never using BetterHelp. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway. Okay, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. If you feel like it, you can follow us on Twitter at GazeGaze. Twitter might be exploding, but we're still there and it's still a good place to reach us and see when our new episodes are coming out or what our next episode will be about. And also, if you like this podcast, please tell your friends about it. That would make us so happy. Uh, also, you can email us at Aaron at GazeGaze.com to send us any thoughts, ideas, or recommendations. Would you go on the ultimatum? What is the straight ultimatum Should like? Should we watch straight please. ultimatum? <laughs> the answer's no, but also... Can we start a petition opinion. to uh, get another season of Are You the One? Um, yeah. And everyone listening, please sign that. Email email MTV. I know. Contact well, your what, senators. Warrior Nun got brought back. I like, saw. anything's possible. And I thought of you. I know. I, I was oh like, wow, my God. Yes, I'm so, so excited. excited. <laughs> it's like, just for me. Just for me. <laughs> okay. Well, we lost... Aaron, our beautiful Aaron. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so funny. All right. Uh, many thanks to Kate and Leslie of Neon and Nude for allowing us to use their songs Look in Love and You Pretty Thing for our intro and our outro music. You can and should buy their album at neonandnude.bandcamp.com but you can also stream it on Spotify. Next week, we're gonna be doing Christmas on the Ranch. What? Woo! <laughs> yeah! It's Christmas in July, baby! And we have already interviewed uh, Kristen Baker, so uh, that is very exciting. You guys are finally gonna get to hear that. Um, and Kristen Baker, by the way, is the director. Yes, and Christmas she's the director. The and also the, the creator of Tello. Which is, an, which is a sapphic media, yeah. lesbian media streaming service. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I'm going to listen to that episode. Well, d- thank you. Thank wow. you. I'm going to listen right. to an episode of the show. <laughs> All right. But uh, until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Aaron. And I'm Hoops. And, Ooh, and we're <laughs> and thanks gay. Thanks for joining us. And we're gay. <laughs> and we're gay. <laughs> and we're gay. And we're doing a, a three-person trial marriage. <laughs> this is how our partners are finding out about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that's all. Okay. Bye. Bye.